Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we're going to talk about family singing contests. Joining me is my cousin Jay. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here. Ready for another fun episode. Had a blast uh, the last uh, the last few ones that I was on. <laughs> it's great to have you. I mean, uh, well, we've known each other forever, so pretty much all their lives they grew up together. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this episode had so many goodies. Uh, just looking at it, everybody had like a little or major part into it. And uh, just jumping right off the bat, the intro. Oh man, the intro is hilarious because Appa starts going into one of his rants about the whole Japanese-Korea thing. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when Appa goes, oh, Korea was spelled a C before the Japanese tell the England to change it to the K so they come first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you probably ask most Korean people of that generation, they'll probably agree or have some sort of story about Japanese and Korean people. But yeah, I mean, we'll table that for another discussion with probably somebody in that generation. For but, sure. But Jan is quick to call out Appa to say, hey, you know, this is one messed up conspiracy theory that you have, like, like, and it's like conspiracy theory, not conspiracy theory, conspiracy truth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that the, that the writers threw in that guy who comes in with the conspiracy, uh, you know, the aliens are controlling everything, and uh, they're, they're able to make quick light of that, which is pretty, I guess, pretty... Um, telling of like a Canadian comedy. I mean, they always take like these kind of uh, these issues and just make a quick light of it. But Definitely. Uh, great, uh, great opening uh, for the show. For <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the, the episode covers a, well, I'll, I kind of broke it down into two major areas. You have, of course, the big part being the singing contest, which we'll get into a bit. But the other part has to do with, and I called it, Appa's New Ride. Appa which, gets his mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much what happens. Uh, like, the whole arc kind of starts off with Appa. He's in the store, and he he can't, like, his customers are asking for, you know, I, I wanted to give my kid mac and cheese or this Shazam ham, which is obviously spam, but, you know. <laughs> spam they, jazzed up. <laughs> but he can't provide it, and then they're like, oh, you know what, we'll just go to No Frills. And you see Appa, his, like, expressions kind of... A little bit down. Yeah, his whole demeanor changes, his confidence down. I guess for him, it kind of feels like someone's stabbing him in the back because he, here he has this loyal customer. And then just because he doesn't have a product in, customer all of a sudden goes to the competition. Yeah, and being like a business owner, I can totally relate with that because, again, like as you were saying, like loyal customer and suddenly they're deciding to go somewhere else just because, you know, you don't have the product. Of course, they have their needs, but at the same time, you know, Appa was trying. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll have the band come back later. later. So Yeah, he's trying his best, trying to provide that top-notch customer service to satisfy his loyal customer and bring the customer back into his business. Yeah, yeah, but it... Well, it's definitely a downer, but uh, the quick pick-me-up is Janik pops in, honks the horn, says, Hey, 
I got you an upgrade. It's not a minivan. It's something else. And it's it's a pimp and ride. <laughs> it's a nice SUV, 30-inch rims. <laughs> and his first reaction, too big, too flashy. And then he, he, he looks inside. He's like, is there cocaine in the glove compartment? And, she's, I, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I look like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and... and the thing is, uh, the only way that she gets him to actually take it, in my mind, is that she plays up to his ego. It's like, you know what? You work hard. You deserve it. And some some he, psychology going exactly. on. Exactly. To, <laughs> to, to boost his ego, make him feel confident again. He's like, okay, okay, you're right. I deserve. And then he <laughs> takes it up. And uh, I, I think it, it kind of it kind of builds up as you go in more into the episode. Like then he pulls up into that wholesaler and then there's that guy, the YOLO guy, right? And his pink shirt pulls up right beside him. He's like, Oh yeah, cool, 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 uh, cool car. Totally gives him an ego boost, compliments him <laughs> on the truck. And then Appa starts to feel real good. His mojo's coming back. It's He's like, feeling confident. Yeah, yeah. That car is a chick magnet. And then <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and then he also says, you know, um, because uh, going back to the first thing that happened in this arc is that he says, yeah, you know, business must be good to have this. It's like, I couldn't afford it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, business is good. He's yeah. real good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has that part where he's, uh, he's with uh, Mr. Meta on the patio and yeah. they're uh, smoking up their cigars. <laughs> He's feeling good. He's got his swag back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're just talking about, you know, looking like cool guys sitting on the patio. And then they, they're quickly kicked off. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not allowed to smoke on the patio. <laughs> and I forgot one part, uh, the part where he's uh, he takes the selfie with the with the uh, the SUV. He like <laughs> Janet comes by. He's like, hey, how are you enjoying it? And he's like, here, here. Take a photo of me with the car. <laughs> <laughs> now he's looking real good. He's showing off. <laughs> he's proud of the vehicle that he's driving. And that was like... So if you haven't already seen on my Twitter, uh, I cosplayed as, as Appa. And that, that was the scene where I based my cosplay. I'm like, okay, I got to find that shirt. I'll find some sort of aviator glasses. And like it was like... it was. Perfect. Plus, what made that shot perfect was the the sandals and socks combo. <laughs> Just like up a uh, foot up on the uh, the bumper. I think it's like a lot of people in our parents' generation, right? It's it's they have that that sandal sock combo, and it's just it, it feels like home to them. Oh, for sure, it's comfy. I guess you see that a lot of other generations, other cultures, their parents or their uncles or relatives walking around in that. I, I think the only other time that I noticed it was uh, there's that future episode in season two when uh, he's chasing after those kids when they got cardboard junk and he's running after them and he's got his sandals and his sock, socks and sandal combo on him. How the hell is he running? <laughs> There's no way I'd be able to run that. I'd be shuffling my feet like an old man. <laughs> There's no way you can get traction in those sandals. I remember I remember. I asked Paul on Twitter. I'm like, how, how the hell did you run in that? And he's like, actually, my feet were taped down to the sandals. There's no way I would have done that in multiple takes. It's like uh, safety first. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, jumping back to it, uh, the whole talk with Mister Meta makes him think about getting hair because he like you know it'd be good you know getting some a, 
some hair on your head and knock off about 15 20 years so he's looking young again so that he suits the ride so you know it creates a new image gives himself a bit of a a makeover yeah and it's funny that you mentioned 15 15 years because he he sits down and he's looking at the family singing competition photo from 2003 when they won and he's looking at himself and he's he's got like his He's he's bald, but he's got like the darker color. Like he's got beard. no he's got no silver fox going on yeah. with his beard. No gray come no so, gray coming in. So that brings it to the next scene where like he he's you know black beard. <laughs> I think he must have used crayon or charcoal, or maybe he went to Oma's purse and yeah. used the eyeliner pencil to color that, in his beard. That, that's exactly what he eventually admits. He I think he said something about mascara or something. Oh, yeah, okay. when he she. Uh, Amma catches it, but like, yeah, right away, uh, Shannon notices, like, oh, you look, um, you look good, good. Mr. Kim. <laughs> you lose weight, but the funny thing is, you can always count on Kimchi to call him out. He's like, hey, how'd you see? And they have that handshake that they, uh, that. And I love it that they they continued that from a previous episode, the handyman episode, when mm-hmm. they he taught him how to do that handshake for sure. And Kimchi's like, hey. What's on your face? <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out on the obvious. Uh, and um, yeah, and then he's like wiping out all over his face and then Jung pops in. And that's, this is like, I think one of the big things with the season that people were wanting to happen is number one, uh, a lot of people wanted the whole Shannon Jung thing to happen. And number two, uh, of course, the up on and Jung re- uh, reunion, and yes. this was like one of the first times that well, one of the first yeah. interactions with each other. Yeah, and he was like the first time that Appa's actually not drugged up, and he realized, hey, Jung's right in front of me, and it it's just a train wreck because of everything that has built up over here. Like you got again from the beginning, the ego kind of going down, and then. Janet boosting it up with this car and it keeps going up, build up, build up, build up. He's he's skyrocketing, he's feeling good, he's got his makeover, he's got his mascara beard on. (laughs) And then like, kimchi calls him out and then it's like, oh no, oh no. And it's just a crash landing, (laughs) just a drop zone. Yeah, you, you you got Terrence coming in and he's like, yeah, there, there, there's a scratch on the car. Oh. Did you do? And you know he, he's not reading the situation good. I, I kind of see Terrence. The whole Terrence thing is kind of its own thing, and I don't know if the writers intended it. Um, sort of a karmatic thing. Like if you go back to previously in the episode and uh, Kimchi, he says right out to Jung, "Don't tell Terrence. I'm going to sell him tickets." And then later on, Terrence kind of derails his family reunion like it probably could have went well Jung says hey you know what don't worry about it I'll look after it. it's like Terrence almost feels like he's bad luck he just brings bad <laughs> karma every time he shows up puts in his two cents something something happens all of a sudden the mood just goes down the mood sours <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it maybe that's why he deserves everything that's coming to him but um, but yeah He's just like that dark shadow just brings bad luck, <laughs> negativity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it comes back that, uh, yeah, he's he's so pissed off and then he goes back to the store all pissed off and um, he comes across Janet and he, he, t- he kind of takes it out on her. He says, you know, um, 
you know, the radio's too loud, the seat too hot, one range up and the wipers start going crazy. And, and, and you know what? It was actually funny because I, I, I've been, I used to take notes on everything that they said, but I found transcriptions of what they actually say now. And this is the first time that I realized that Janet says, hey, dad, those are all adjustable. And I'm like, wait, hasn't she been calling him Appa all this time? Good point. Yeah. This and is then, the very first time that uh, she calls him dad because all every time she always refers to him by Appa. So. Yeah, exactly. And she gets, she's like, she's like, oh, wh- what's going on? Like, why are you? She's all confused and why <laughs> she's just wondering why he's all just agitated and just so wound up and bent out of shape. Yeah. And, and that, and then Emma comes to the rescue. She says, you know what, Janet, you've been working hard. Why don't you go upstairs? And Emma explains to Appa that, hey, Janet's been thinking of moving out and Appa just goes into this rage and it's like, whoa, sh- where's this coming from? Just, yeah, just when his day can't even, <laughs> just when, his, when he was having a bad day, he can't even get, it's, get, it's getting worse and worse. Right. And, uh, and I really got to give credit to, to Gene and Paul for this episode. Like, I am not an actor, but just watching this and trying to imagine, uh, these two people having to go through multiple takes of this, going from like this rage to this genuine concern afterwards. Like you see the rage and in his eyes, really. And you can see the emotion and you can just see the fire coming out. Probably if he was a cartoon, you would see steam coming out his ears. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And, and the then, high-pitched noise of a tea kettle going off. And then like to go on that, like right after, just one second later, he's like sad and he's got like this rain cloud over his head and he's he's he looks like he's just about to cry almost. <laughs> he's going from one emotion to the next. And I got a same same thing with Jean this episode with Umma, that she she comes in she she plays really nice and then she bursts out into this fury, and uh, later on in the episode I guess when we talk about the family singing contest that she she has this whole range of emotions and I, I can't imagine just being able to flip those on and off and having to repeat those things as you're recording because imagine that okay so you go in your flipping rage you flip it to sad okay cut let's do it again signs of a good actor signs of a good actress exactly exactly like you oh you can't get that ever anywhere (laughs) (laughs) so jumping back to i guess the main thing these family singing contests so the yearly it's actually singing festival is Something that the church, the, let's see, what was the name of the church again? It's the Toronto Korean East West Presbyterian Church. <laughs> the singing festival happens like every year. And uh, apparently Mrs. Park, everybody's favorite, love to hate her. This character. is one of my favorite characters <laughs> who I love to hate. <laughs> yeah, she's in every year. And what is she doing? She's doing Sound, Sound of, of the Music. music. <laughs> this is her bread and butter which she, in her mind, sings just to destroy her competition, just to boost her ego. (laughs) And you actually find out another thing about her in the scene is that she's also in marriage counseling because, uh, of course, uh, Pastor Nina kind of lets it slip as she walks in the room. It's like, yeah, yeah, so see you Thursday. (laughs) It looks like her marriage might be on the rocks or there's a big issue going on with her own family. Yeah. But... um, 
there yeah you also find out that Amma she she also was part or she had taken part in the singing contest before too because Pastor Nina asked hey why don't why don't you do it and she's like oh yeah we did 2003 we uh we won the singing contest it was one of my like happiest memories and um and she's she's asked why don't you do it again and she's she she thinks about I guess she's thinking about her situation with like the family at that point yes, right because right now her family's it's a bit of a situation again with Jung kind of being like the black sheep outside the family they're not all together as a family unit and so back in 2003 they're yeah. a family unit all sing together yeah and now it's like separated family and she's thinking about it as much as she'd want it she she you know, as much as she's been the glue for the family at that time, she's probably not feeling that she can make it happen. But, I mean, this is all happening at the same time that Janet, you know, you find out that Janet's going to move out with Gerald and Samira, and she's like, you know what, this is a good opportunity to get him amongst good books because, hey, uh, I can, we can do this, and I'll just tell him. And uh, it will soften the blow of the uh, the bad news of <laughs> Janet moving out. <laughs> but I mean, Emma does try to, at first, conscript Jung. You know, she yeah, she goes to try to conscript Jung at work because she she definitely wants Jung part of the group versus Janet, which will come into later. And she's like, you know. Do you and she's convincing the handy guys to come to you like a music you like a Jesus good everybody going <laughs> I love that line that's so awesome much. that's awesome <laughs> so yeah Janet hears and she's like okay I'm gonna get everybody on board and she she approaches up at that scene where he's like flexing with the the car he's like uh have you heard about singing contests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What singing contest? <laughs> like, Why don't you join? He's like, nah, I don't want to make you all look bad. <laughs> and she's the only one who can actually convince Jung because Jung, of course, like understands, hey, she, she's trying to soften the blow with what's going to happen with Dama later. So yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll go with this. And uh, yeah, so then you got kimchi going, yeah, don't tell Terrence, I'm going to sell him tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, the whole thing, uh, actually, so jumping back, so Emma's not sure about uh, whether or not she wants to do the singing contest. Janet says, you know what, we'll do it. We'll do it for fun. And um Amma's like, oh, we don't, we don't have enough time to do it. It's like, why don't we just do a nejuyo? I might have uh, totally screwed up that translation there, but uh, I actually looked this up. This is actually like a real kind of church hymn that people sing, and uh, the English translation is "My Jesus, as Thou Wilt." Uh, I actually had somebody, somebody who my sister knows, who's like a regular Korean churchgoer, who heard of the song and. Very famous uh, <laughs> Korean church song in a Presbyterian church. Well, uh, maybe even Catholic as well. But like, she took a picture of like the hymn book. She literally took a picture of it, and that's how I know. And I'm like, oh wow, I had no idea that this is an actual like song. But this, I think, this kind of goes back to the roots of uh, Ins Choi coming from a from a background of churchgoers of reverends and like having church really into his life that he actually incorporated real kind of church things into the show which is like nice to see 
Um, if you actually watch the play as well, uh, one of the things they actually have another song in there that's based off uh, something in the Corinthians. But Jean, uh, Jean Yoon, who uh, who also sings in there, she kind of does a solo with uh, Jung, who ch- jumps in to help her out. But uh, it's nice to see that uh, they made that. I guess they kind of built a whole world around the church going for Uma in the show to kind of expand on that as part of their universe. So it's clear that uh, when they're practicing with Uma, Jung, and Janet, that uh, that Uma definitely has a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when Janet goes upstairs and she starts to sing, but she's singing totally off key, and then you hear Uma's character go, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Help with the Janet. Help with the Janet. <laughs> and she instructs Jan, uh, Jung to sing very loud and very clear. And, you know, Janet, very soft and very soft. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like she wants her to kind of phase out in the song as the song goes on. But um, as she's having trouble singing, she can't hit those high notes. Throat's all dry, drinking glasses of water, <laughs> trying to get the notes going, trying to get the proper pitch. But even on the day of, she's like trying to sing and she's like, she's not quite able to hit it. And she's like, you know what, Janet, you sing my part and Jung, you just sing your part. And and Jung kind of saves the day saying, you know, you know what, this is all for fun. Like, why don't you and janet share that part and then try to help each other out you know we're, we're doing this for for the family we're doing this for the jesus and then <laughs> janet jumps in like yeah we're gonna go kick mrs park's ass <laughs> 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 and then that cringeworthy scene i mean you you watch you watch uh you watch mrs. Park. park come in and she does her little curtsy oh. again she has to be the showstopper center of attention and, and, and you think that they're singing sound of music and sound of music is a very kind of family oriented film right and then she's singing the part where where she's like the 16-year-old or something. And it's like, oh, you're a little out of, I don't know, you could have picked any other song to sing, really. But anyway. Uh, So, uh, this, I guess this episode kind of hits two points that everybody really wanted to see uh, with the show. Two major ongoing themes were... Shan Jung or Shannon and Jung uh, kind of hooking up or something or some sort of resolution to that. And uh, of course, the up on Jung reunion. Now, the first part of it is back at the handy, handy uh, scene. And it, it's kind of that train wreck again, where you were hoping that something good would happen the first time that they came together. Hoping right? there's a good interaction. Maybe they can patch up their differences, but again, it's just like oil and water. They don't mix. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't help that Appa's been having this like terrific, terrific day, and then it kind of roller coasters into and then everything just piles on, and everything bad that could happen happens. (laughs) (laughs) And and you wonder, oh God, are they ever going to get together? Is the family ever going to be like a unit again? But. Uh, but then the other part of it, the other half of it, is in this family singing contest. Appa's like, you know, I'm not going to be part of this family singing contest. And as they're singing, then you, you the camera kind of pans over, and they realize that there's there's somebody else singing. And then you see you see you, up. you see Appa 
uh, pretty much backstage, quote unquote, backstage. You see the door open and he's singing along as well, too. And then you could hear his voice coming out clear and then almost kind of looking all around to see where is his voice coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it <laughs> the funny thing is that they all realize because. Well, actually, there's two funny things. Like the fact that he's able to sing loud enough from this back room all the way that they can hear him and know where he's coming from and that they know it's him. Because like it could have been anybody in the audience like trying to sing this, but they realize that it's him singing from the back room, projecting out, and then they're like, "Oh, he's joining." Uh, the one thing that I love, 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 love about this scene is that as they're panning left to right, that you can see the reactions as they realize that they're all singing together as a family. All four of them are together, and you caught this part. Yeah. You mentioned this part. Uh, please explain this part to me because I didn't catch this. It took me a couple takes to catch it, and this is something that a lot of you probably missed. Yeah, so going from left to right as you're watching, so it goes like, I'm uh, Janet Jung. It, as it's panning left to right, you can kind of see their sudden reaction that they realize that they're finally, they're finally together at, at, in some respects. And you see, you see from Jean or Amma that... She she kind of tears up at the right moment, and it's just as as it's about to leave, uh, Andrea or um, Janet, uh, she's about to tear up, and then it finishes off with Jung, and he he's singing, he's already kind of feeling that emotion, and he, his eyes just kind of gloss over like he's about to cry as well, and that's like a really nice moment that they really captured on camera. And I again, it's one of those things that's not being an actor that if they had to do multiple takes of that, that sudden like that flash from going singing and realizing and then suddenly almost to crying that emotion, uh, I can't imagine doing that multiple times. Like how the hell do you do that? <laughs> again, signs of a good actor, signs of a good actress. Yeah, and I really give credit awesome. to all of them. Like they really nailed it awesome. for this episode. And I mean... it. I guess I make no, I don't really hide it. Like usually Sumu in this season wasn't given a lot of scenes, but this, this is probably a really, really well done scene. So yeah, jumping back to the last thing, uh, we have Shannon and Jung. At this point, Jung realizes, hey, Shannon's with somebody. Who is this guy that she's <laughs> with? <laughs> And the guy, uh, he, Alejandro, wait, I probably butchered that too, is played by Marco Grazzini. And uh, he's uh, actually, I looked him up on uh, Wiki, and he's actually half Filipino, half Italian. And uh, he's uh, been in a couple shows, like one show that I watch is The Flash, which is a superhero show, and he plays a villain in that, and a bunch of other shows, so you can catch him there as well. But uh, yeah, he kind of, plays off like no no you're pronouncing my name wrong it's Alejandro <laughs> and you could tell Jung's character started to get a little annoyed ah whatever <laughs> yeah whatever nice to meet you <laughs> it's funny because another thing that uh, going back on that exchange that I didn't catch until like the the transcription so Jung says okay pretend you're Jung he's like oh whatever oh whatever it's nice to meet you and then um Alejandro goes back and says, oh, whatever, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, likewise. Alejandro. <laughs> Alejandro. So, yeah. What I caught in this scene is that 
we get to see that uh, Jung is starting to have feelings for Shannon, a little jealousy going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely clear at this point. Um, and yeah, there's that, that totally awkward goodbye, right? Like you can see that they're kind of going for the hug, but then kind of a high five. So it's kind of a high five shake something kind of patty cake little <laughs> thing going on there <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's not the ending that everybody wanted but it, it's some sort of resolution at that point i mean you have a whole season of uh of jung kind of whether he meant to or not i guess you can argue between fans that he's been kind of blowing off Nic- um I, I almost said nicole but shannon uh, kind of playing season. hard to get <laughs> and all Not of a showing sudden, any feelings and then he loses it so it's kind of left where it is so the last scene so then you have Janet and then she gets back home with Amma and Oppa at the store and they're about to just call in a night drink some hot chocolate or something and then and then that scene between Janet and Oppa where you know she's finally said you know or come clean about moving and then Appa says you know uh, I know you know and then I will know and then he's just about to like cry see him turn around and then she's like Appa and he turns around you see the tears coming down his eyes and then all of a sudden you see the tears coming on Janet's eyes and they're both breaking down crying yeah it seems that a lot of the crying scenes in this season and I think even season two involve Appa and Janet. I mean, you can tell that they're really close. And again, phenomenal acting. Can't I? I don't know. Crazy, how do crazy r- range of emotions from being stubborn and <laughs> full of rage, being proud of yourself. You got this nice SUV, knocking off fifteen years with your little <laughs> with the makeover, and then all of a sudden to just being sad. All of a sudden, starting to feel that empty nest syndrome, knowing that your child is leaving. Yeah, and I mean. It, uh, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is about like, because yeah, I was going, I, I don't know how they do this. And uh, I know one of the techniques that you were mentioning was like the onion thing or like they stick an I, onion in I their face. I kind of had a funny feeling when Appa was turned around in order for him to get the tears in the eyes. <laughs> he must have put onions or <laughs> onions or something in his eyes to get the tears flowing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of those things like you know, actor tricks. I think Ruby mentioned to me uh, that they also sometimes put eye drops in their eyes as well. Or another trick is uh, rubbing a little bit of Vaseline in, on the tips of your fingers and putting it in the corner of your eyes. And oh, really? That would get the tears flowing. Oh, really? <laughs> that was another actor trip, uh, actor actress trick I've uh, I've heard about and also read about as well too. Oh, okay, that's cool. But um, I, I will say though, specifically with Paul and Jean, because um, when we watched the live play. He he did that whole range of motions. Of course, in a play, you can't do multiple takes. He did it in one shot. And it, like, again, uh, as we said on the podcast a couple times, that the, the, the play is a lot more intense and a lot more situations. And even if you read it, like, you'll, you'll read the emotions coming out of it. And Paul, he, he just goes to town. He goes, like, full sad, full angry as we explained before in the earlier in the episode and yeah you you can see that he's quite capable of doing it a one shot <laughs> <laughs> but the the other thing that i love about the closing of this episode is that 
that you know they they kind of walk out of the store portion to go, about to go get upstairs some hot chocolate. get the hot chocolate and then he turns off the light and i feel that even if they had it ended kim's convenience and thank god they did not and they kept going with the seasons that they probably could have ended the show right there like of course shannon jung weren't together there wasn't any reunion but at least you got some pieces that that things are moving i guess towards in certain directions that maybe shannon jung weren't meant to be together that okay let's let's close the book on that but that the family that had a chance of probably reuniting they got together yeah exactly because because i had that moment of the singing but uh, i just felt that i don't know what this would be i guess a film student would probably be able to better explain it but just the shutting off the light kind of made a more complete season to me it's kind of like the the proper proper ending proper ending exactly so I guess that pretty much caps off the episode. But yeah, just just recapping, thinking about like the whole episode, thinking about the whole season, it, it really still feels authentic. I mean, like there are, there are comedic bits, but you know, you can at least I feel that I can relate with the family. Definitely, and, and there's certain characters that I can totally relate to. Like I, for one, again going back to Mrs. Park, the character I love to hate, <laughs> like, growing up going to korean school i interacted with a lot of of characters that uh were like mrs park (laughs) yeah real condescending real spoiled like i remember you know growing up in korean school there's a lot of the uh, ajumas that would kind of rub my mom off the wrong way (laughs) because they'd always be talking about their kids and how you know just the way they talked about them is that well my kids are better than your kids oh what does a jay do he's a karate well, my son Matthew's in a taekwondo. He's a three-time uh, Ontario champion. Uh, he plays a football, soccer. Um, oh, that's nice. Get the straight A's. Straight A's. And yeah, uh, Jay, yeah, that's a nice karate uniform he has. Very condescending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that we can all like write a book about these, our own Kim's convenience and... Uh, well, it might not be a hit CBC show like this one, but uh, yeah. But a lot of our life experiences and all the similar characters that we've, uh, you know, interacted with, had experience with. So, but it's nice to see that there are stories like ours out there on TV. Like, I mean, we'd always joke about these things as kids, and we're telling and retelling and then we're watching it on tv and it's so funny and it comes back full circle basically all the stories again are t- reminding us of our experiences of growing up yeah so thanks again jay for coming by well definitely thank you for uh, having me here uh, always a good time here <laughs> it's always nice to reminisce about the past but uh again such an amazing show such a uh, such a great uh, thing uh, to chat because we're always talking about this stuff anyway for sure like (laughs) talking about uh kim's convenience is basically talking about our own family again our own family experiences as well too exactly exactly so again if you have any questions comments or stories to share email them to what you talking podcast at gmail.com or tweet me at mike yuan82 this show was brought to you by shazam ham no other ham makes you go shazam and the Toronto East-West Presbyterian Church Singing Festival. You like music? You like the Jesus? Good! 
everybody's going. Buy your tickets from Kimchi. Call 416 4 church. Until the next time. Okay, see ya.